Good morning, good afternoon, good whenever, Podheads, and welcome to the last show of 2023. We always like to end the year on a little bit of a a different and a special note. Last year, we did the 50th anniversary retrospective of the year 1972. This year, we are looking at four Grateful Dead shows from 1979, 1980, 1981, and 1982. All four shows were played on the same day. That's today, December 26th, the first day of Kwanzaa, the day after Christmas, Boxing Day for our international listeners, and a name of today that's very relevant for all of us listening, St. Stephen's Day. So we're going to talk about the four sh- four of the shows that they played on December 26th, the same date, in the same place, the Oakland Auditorium Arena, how all these shows kicked off a, a New Year's Eve run those four years, and then we are going to build an imaginary playlist of, of the lovable moments from these shows. Before we do that and dive into four Grateful Dead shows... Let's real quick talk about the days between. Just two minor things to bring up on the days between. The first is that if my voice sounds a little off or like a little congested, uh, it's because I'm coming out of what I think was this year's flu. Uh, I was I was in bad shape for four days, um, and I think it was the flu. So with that being said, if you have not yet done so, I highly encourage you to go receive your flu shot this year. Um, this year's version of the flu, I can attest to, is is pretty rough. So don't put it off any longer. The holidays are over. Maybe you're traveling to see family. Maybe you're thinking about going out for New Year's. Um, in the interim, get your flu shot because getting it sucks. I've got a, a cup of hot tea next to me to help get through this record. The second thing is that I was out with some friends before I got the flu. I was out with some friends recently and walked into a bar where live music was playing. And as we walked in, the band started playing a tune and wouldn't you know it it was dancing in the streets and they did an like an up-tempo rocky dancing in the streets i don't i never caught the band's name um because that was the last song they played and then they were out sometimes the universe gives you the flu sometimes the universe does cool things and graces you with a dead song as you walk into a building so so that was pretty cool and we had just talked about dancing in the streets on the third disc of the Dave's Picks release. So it was a song that was on my mind and then a song that I got to hear. Now, let's talk about what this episode is about. Because talking about multiple dead shows is is a lot. We've only, I think, ever done it once before. And that was when we talked about the March, I think it was 9th, 10th, and 11th run in Rosemont, Illinois from 1993. And we talked about three shows in one episode. So this time we're going to be talking about four shows. We're not going to go through every song of every show. That would be quite tedious. But we are going to talk about the high points of each show. Each show has some overlap, but each show also offers some really cool, unique moments. And we'll talk about all that. So without further ado, let's get on with the shows. Let's go. 
December 26th, 1979, 1980, 1981, uh, the Lake Merritt Wildlife Refuge Sanctuary was established in 1870. thought that was pretty neat. Oakland is right next door to home base for the dead. It's their third most played city in the United States. San Francisco, number one. New York City, number two. Oakland, right there at number three. And from 1967 through 1989, the Grateful Dead played 53 times at this building. The first 23 times under the Oakland Auditorium name, and then in 1985, the venue name changed to the Kaiser Convention Center. So a well-played venue over, those, over the years. With these years, 1979, 80, 81, and 82, the Grateful Dead were, at this point, doing New Year's Eve runs. They decided to do five shows on the 26th, the 27th, the 28th, the 30th, and the 31st. All four years, 79, 80, 81, 82. All at this spot at the Oakland Auditorium Arena. For, so for four years, this was like the spot for their New Year's Eve runs. And in all four years, those runs began on December 26th. When I was looking into what, what could Working Man's Pod do to end the year this pattern caught my eye and then i saw that they're all at the same spot which makes it easy to talk about only one one arena and voila here we are now talking about four shows on december 26th i want to shout out a a resource we use all the time and someone who has been on the show before dave davis from grateful seconds has an article on his website, gratefulseconds.com, about the New Year's Eve runs in the Bay Area and the amount of money that the Grateful Dead were able to raise. Uh, and you can see the amount of money they made and the shows they played in New Year's Eve runs of, of all the different years from 1976 through 1991. The New Year's Eve runs had started in Winterland a couple years prior, and then they moved to the Oakland Auditorium before moving to the San Francisco Civic Center for a couple of years and then back into Oakland a little a little ways across town to the Oakland Coliseum for a few years. The highest grossing year of the years that we are going to talk about was 1981 with $455,000 across those five New Year's Eve shows. And I will, of course, post that resource from Grateful Seconds in the show notes to make make it easy for you guys. We're not going to do what we usually do and talk about the like year in music or movies or all that stuff because across four years, that's a lot to cover. But because these are all on the same day, we do get to talk about famous birthdays and death days from December 26th. Famous birthdays, you've got Jared Leto, Ozzy Smith, and Carlton Fisk from the baseball world and Lars Ulrich, the drummer and co-founder of Metallica. Sad deaths, two U.S. presidents, Harry Truman and Gerald Ford, both passed away on December 26th, and Phil Negro, baseball knuckleballer, passed away in 2020. Who's in the band? When all four shows, it's Jerry, Bobby, Billy, Mickey, Phil, and Brent, in 1979, that's the first year of Brent. Um, he had been in the band for about eight months at that time. And he's he is well up to speed. There's not really any rust or learning curve left by December of 1979. And then 80, 81, and 82, he is firmly entrenched. And we are in the Brent era of shows. The band released Go to Heaven in 1980, right in smack dab in the middle of this four-year run um, and almost all the songs that they played routinely from that album uh, which are is a good chunk of that album 
are incorporated into these shows, um, except for some reason, Feel Like a Stranger. It was not a silky, silky, crazy, crazy night on December 26th, any of those years, I guess. But other than that, they are rolling in the Brent era with some go-to-heaven material, and they are playing well doing so. Okay, so how are we going to talk about these four shows? Well, the plan is to build a a mega set of December 26th material to assemble the ultimate listening experience, the ultimate December 26th imaginary playlist. To do that, we're going to break it down into five categories. The show opener, the first song of set one, the remainder of set one, the set two opener, the remainder of set two, and then finally the encore. That's how I divided it up. And when I picked this idea and it wasn't until I dove into the research that I learned that the first show of this run, December 26th, 1979, has been officially released. It was released at Dick's Picks Volume 5. And it's it's officially released for a good reason. It's an awesome show. But I didn't want this to turn into an idea about four shows that was only then talking about an official release if that had if that had the the strongest representatives in those five categories. So I added a rule as I started listening that a show can only be represented two times. So if you know if you get the show opener and set one, you're ineligible to contribute for the set two opener, set two, or the encore. Luckily that didn't really come into play because all four shows are pretty strong and have have good things that can contribute to this set. Um, But I imposed that rule um, in order to prevent this from just being an analysis of Dick's Picks 5 from 1979. All right, so here we go. First category, show opener. In 1979, they opened with Cold Rain and Snow. In 1980 and 1981, they opened with Alabama Getaway into Promised Land. And in 1982, they opened with New Minglewood Blues. The 80 and 81 show weirdly have the same set one and set two openers. Here, the Alabama Alabama's Getaway are good but not great. And weirdly, they're mirror images of each other. The 1980... Alabama Getaway is all right, the transition is a little clunky, and then the promised land comes at you hot. Whereas in 81, the Alabama Getaway is is nice, the transition is outstanding, and then the promised land kind of falls flat a little bit. Both are fun openers, I enjoyed both, but neither of them stood up to the other two. So let's talk about a personal favorite of mine, the 1982 New Minglewood Blues.
Beaver, Texas. Yes, it is tea for the Chippewa This is an excellent Minglewood. The only thing that holds this Minglewood back is that the first about three to four minutes of the tape, it sounds like the taper was outside the venue getting like the the echo through the building before going into the venue and actually like hearing the band at full strength which is a shame because they are on it on this minglewood you've got the rhythm devils really doing good stuff and then jerry is just shredding from start to finish this is also the first minglewood that i've ever heard where brent does some like scat vocals uh when it's his turn to do the solo he does that for about four measures before then going into a a pretty good organ solo and i don't know if that was something he wanted to do tonight i don't know if that's something he was doing in 1982 as a whole i don't know if like his his settings on his organ weren't right and so while he was programming programming them he went for a little a little scat vocals but it was definitely a choice and a choice that he made uh it was it was unique that's for sure and while it is one of my favorites, I, I just don't know that it stood up to the December to the 1979 Cold Rain and Snow opener. There's some good, good guitar tones from Jerry and Bob, and some quiet but smooth organ from Brent throughout. This is just the fourth time in the Brent era that they're playing this song, and it's really good. If the Minglewood from 82 had maybe a more complete tape, I, I think it would be a bigger discussion because that Minglewood is hot to open the 82 show. But as it stands, this Cold Rain and Snow takes the cake and is our nominee for the set one opener. The masses loved it too. It's the number three Cold Rain and Snow on Heady version. And I, I think that says it all. Trouble all night. 
man, whatever crunchy tone Bob had going at the end, I just love his sound at the end of that song. So the 1979 Cold Rain and Snow is our representative for the set one opener. And on to the remainder of set one. In 1979, they went on to play C.C. Ryder, Dire Wolf, Me and My Uncle, Big River, Brown Eyed Women, New Minglewood Blues, Friend of the Devil, Looks Like Rain, and then Alabama Getaway into Promised Land. Part of the reason that it was a little easy to eliminate the two Alabama Getaways from the 1881 openers was that the Alabama Getaway to end this 79 set one was, I think, a a better listening experience than those other two. Even though they hadn't put it on wax yet, they've got this song figured out. Now, I will say I don't prefer it as a set ender. I really do prefer it as a show opener. But there's incredible rhythm work from Bob and Phil on this Alabama getaway. And it's actually the number one Alabama getaway on Hetty version. The other high points here are Big River, which is not a song I would normally take the time to point out as a high point in a set. But this was like a trippy journey, Big River. And I I found myself re-listening to it a couple times because I enjoyed it that much. And then the the Friend of the Devil was a beautiful slower version of the song. And it's the number 15 Friend of the Devil and Heady version as well. This entire set is loaded with good stuff, and it's a great listen. Similar to the next year, December 26, 1980, that set one continued from Alabama Getaway and Promised Land with They Love Each Other, CC Ryder, Althea, Cassidy, Peggy O, a Lost Sailor, Saint of Circumstance combo, and then Deal to end set one. And this set, I think, just edges out the 1979 set for how enjoyable it was for me. This show has been blessed with great CC riders on our program, and that just continued here. It was a good one in the 79 show. And it was, I think, a better one here in the 1980 show. The 1979 CC Rider has a bit of a slower, groovier tempo, which works, but I think it works better as a little more of an upbeat blues song. Each guitar solo is great. The energy from Brent to build up to his organ solo and then deliver an absolute burner was, was so nice. The Althea that followed the CC Rider in 1980 was fun to listen to. 1980 is the year of Althea. They played it 59 times in 1980, which is the most, it's the most common song of 1980, other than Drums in Space. And it's the most by far in, in any year, the 59 times that they played Althea. And after Althea, the band rips into a short but sweet five-minute version of Cassidy. Don't need to tell me, let the words be good. 
this is a a sprint not a marathon they're not exploring or taking their time to dive in i mean they are going for it this cassidy has a ton of spirit some pristine drumming just beautiful work from jerry i thought that this was the high point of this 1980 first set but but this set ended strong too the peggio is just delightful the sailor saint combo is is strong kind of like Althea 1980 is the year of the Sailor Saint combo this combo is the number 83 Sailor Saint on heady version and then the deal to end is a, a fast and fun version with Brent being the standout in that version of deal I mean he's just really ripping it this trio to to end a set one or to end a set two if an acoustic set was played in set one uh, happened 25 times, 14 of those 25 in 1980. So this was the year of a Sailor Saint deal trifecta to end the first set. And this whole first set is is solid. The 1979 set, I mean, it's unimpeachable, but I think that the 1980 show, I think I just enjoyed it just a, a hair more. And the other thing being a tiebreaker is that if I were to put up the 79 set one as the nominee, that would be it from from that show. And I think that there's something else from that show that we're going to want to build our imaginary playlist. 1981 and 1982 had, had good first sets. 1981 was a, a long show. Set one there continued from Alabama, Getaway and Promised Land with Candyman, Little Red Rooster, Big Boss Man, Me and My Uncle into Big River, Bird Song, It's All Over Now, Big Railroad Blues, and Let It Grow. The real highlight here is that this is the first Big Boss Man since May 25th, 1972. Uh, it was 3,502 days since it was last played, and they revived it here in December 26, 1981. I thought that that was really neat. Other than that, I thought that that first set was fine. For the 1982 first set, after New Minglewood, they went Peggy O, Mama Tried, Mexicali Blues, Althea, Cassidy, Candyman, It's All Over Now, and then a China Cat Sunflower into I Know You Rider combo to end set one. The two highlights of this were the Mama Tried and the Candyman, which I did not expect uh, going into listening to that set. The Mama Tried was groovy as hell, and then the Candyman was just perfection from Jerry in, in every way. 
the cat rider to end that first set was was fun and uh and i think you can tell that uh a little bit of cocaine was involved because they are moving to end set one one more thing to note is that this is the this is another show in these four where althea and cassidy were played back to back that really wasn't all that common that happened 16 times in 14 years uh, beginning in the 1980 show on December 26, 1980, and ending in 1994. But two of those 16 are in these four shows, which I just thought was interesting. But our representative for the remainder of set one is going to be the 1980 show. So we've got the opener from 79 and the set one from 1980. So again, that's They Love Each Other, C.C. Ryder, Althea, Cassidy, Peggy O., Sailor Saint and Deal. For the second half of this exercise, the set to opener. In 1979, the band came out with Uncle John's Band. It was the first time that a set two had opened with Uncle John's Band in about five years. In 1980 and 1981, the band opened set two with the classic combination of Scarlet Begonias into Fire on the Mountain. And in 1982, the band opened set two with the eighth ever touch of gray we'll start there start at the end and work our way back it's they're still figuring it out again it's only the eighth ever touch of gray the one person who's got it figured out is bobby musically he's he's great on this everything else is just okay and then working back to the uncle john's band it's a it's a fine version of the song uh, they they get nice and jammy with it uh near the end but Scarlet Fire is just one of those combos to to open a set to that, that warms your heart. And the 1980 and 1981 versions are both really good. So we're going to go look there for our set two opener. The 1980 version is very up-tempo and very high energy, whereas the 1981 version is a little more patient and a little more purposeful. It's it really takes its time. Um, I mean, from the the playing time, Scarlet Fire in 1981 totals at 23 minutes, and in the 1980 version, it, it comes in at just under 17 minutes. So, I mean, you got an extra six minutes in the 1981 version. But the year before, I mean, the the fire is so groovy, and it's it's. Which do you prefer, a frantic energy to start you off or a more patient attack? The masses prefer the 1981 version. That's the number 103 
Scarlet Fire on Heady version compared to the number 187 from 1980. But I don't know. There was something about the 1980 opener that stood out to me. Maybe it was just it had a little had a little more pace or maybe it was just that you know for the set opener I kind of want I want that high energy attack. I'm going to go against the masses and give this to the Scarlet Fire from That Scarlet Fire gives us two things. One, it gives us a rockin' start to our set to opener. And two, it eliminates the 1980 show from having any more representatives. Under the rule from the beginning, um, I guess you can call it the, the official release rule. Can't have any more than two slots in this imaginary playlist. So I guess let's talk about the rest of the 1980 set two. Samson and Delilah, Ship of Fools a Spanish jam tease playing in the band drums in space out of space into not fade away then black Peter around and around and good loving and this is most notable for that Spanish jam tease it's the first Spanish jam since 1976 and then Spanish jam they would go on to play nine times in 1981 so maybe in this 1980 show they that's where they decided that they wanted to revive it on this night, and they would go on to play it nine times over the, the coming year. The playing in the band that follows is definitely has definitely a, a Spanish jam influence uh, throughout. And that's a it's a cool moment, and all these set twos have cool moments. The 1979 set two continued from Uncle John's band with estimated profit it's called jam one it should really just be called caution jam he's gone the other one drums and then it's called jam two it it should really just be called space broke down palace around and around and johnny be good to end set two in 79 this pre-drum suite of estimated caution he's gone and the other one it's perfect. I mean, it just, it doesn't get any better than a, a funky estimated 
into a upbeat, trippy caution, winding down into an emotional he's gone, and then slamming back into you with with Phil's like ripping intro into the other one. That pre-drum suite in 79 is is just perfect. And it sets the bar high for the, the other two years to, to stand up. The 1981 set two out of Scarlet Fire also went estimated profit into He's Gone and then Drums in Space. And then a once only A Day at the Dentist into the 11 jam into Truckin', into Black Peter, into Around and Around, and then one more Saturday night to close the set. This set, too, is tremendous. The Estimated is a swing jazz version, uh, and it works. And the drummers are kind of leading that charge in it, and it, it sounds great. They rolled out this opened Scarlet Fire Estimated, and they rolled that trifecta out 11 times in 1981, which is the most they'd ever done that in any year. So you had a decent percent chance to see this opening suite, and and you were lucky if you did, because this Estimated was was everything you want. Well, I don't know. 
great start to the rest of this set too. But with the 1981 set too, I think the strength actually comes after the Drum Space Suite. After Space, it's a separate track called A Day at the Dentist. This is the only time they ever did this. And after a hypnotic drums and a space that includes some drilling sounds, which is a foreshadowing of what's to come, Bobby introduces the next segment as the experience of a day at the dentist. And it's an interesting space. It's It's got like sort of a spy movie rhythm guitar section and with like some Spanish hints from Jerry. And after your day at the dentist, they take you on a warm, pleasant trip home. But the, the highlight of this set is what comes next, the 11 jam. The first time the band did the 11 jams since 1975 and the last ever 11 jam the last time that the band played this collection of sound was on this night december 26 1981 the drummers start to get into their that funky 11 8 time brent starts cluing you in with the with the 11 riff and then phil just roars into it in in my opinion the highlight of the set the 11 jam into a truck in where it really kind of felt like they were teeing up the other one but then they pivoted to truck in and jerry set fire to the stage with his guitar solo after truck in a a nice black peter with a spicy and weird jazz segment at the end that flips into a round in the round and then a, a very very nice one more saturday night the 1979 pre-drums set is is excellent, but here I thought top to bottom this whole set was excellent. We'll talk about the 1982 set, but I've really kind of played my hand with, with the musical drop-ins that the 1981 set, I think, takes the cake here. In 1982, the band, remember after Touch of Grey, played Far From Me, a Brent tune, and and a Brent tune that was pretty rare in set two. Only about 15% of the time that they played this song, it was in set two. So I thought that was kind of neat to see it there. And then another estimated, but this time with the payoff of Eyes of the World right after, drums in space, and then throwing stones into Warfrat. 
into a round and around, and then a good loving set closer. I thought this set was all right. The Far From Me and the Wharf Rat I thought were the, the high points. Uh, the Estimated Eyes is, you know, an enjoyable ride, but I didn't think that the Estimated Profit rose up to the heights of the 1979 or the 1981 versions. So for our set two remainder, we're going to give it to the 1981 show. And so now all that's left to do is to figure out after the band closes down with that one more Saturday night set to ender, what song or songs will they come back with for an encore? The candidates for the encore slot in 1979, they had a double, they had a shakedown street encore into an uncle John's band reprise. And we don't really even need to analyze the other three candidates because that 15 minute segment of music is outstanding. But in 1980, they came out with US Blues, a pretty chalk encore. In 1981, they came out with Don't Ease Me In, and a, a good Don't Ease at that. And then in 1982, they came out with Keep Your Day Job, which December 26, 1982, was only the second ever Keep Your Day Job encore, a song they would go on to encore show 39 shows with. But here, it's, it's all about the 79 shakedown. Shakedown Street was played as an encore just nine times, and seven of those nine times were in 1979. So this is where they were dropping it in the set uh, at this point in their in their tenure. You know, long term, I'm I'm glad they moved it out of the the encore slot, but here on the 26th, 1979, it it works. It's groovy and upbeat, and then they do a really really nice job transitioning back into the the jammy part of of Uncle John's band.
It was the first of two shakedown into Uncle John's bands. The only other one was from 1985. Book ended the the first Uncle John's band in two years. They didn't play it in 78 for whatever reason and went almost all of 79 before bringing it back on this night. And so we have done it. We have built the the mega set of December 26th Grateful Dead jams. The 1979 Cold Rain and Snow opener into the 1980 They Love Each Other, C.C. Ryder, Althea, Cassidy, Peggy O., Lost Sailor, Saint of Circumstance, and Deal, the 1980 Scarlet Fire, and then the 1981 Estimated, He's Gone, Drum Space, Day at the Dentist, 11, Truckin', Black Peter, Around and Around, One More Saturday Night, ending with the 79 Shakedown and Uncle John's Band reprise. 1982, I'm sorry, I really, really wanted like one part of each show to be included and represented but it just didn't shake out that way uh and after december 26th 1982 the dead did not play a show on december 26th ever again so this was it for these day after christmas kwanzaa boxing day saint stephen's day shows and i hope you enjoy at least one, if not all four, of these December 26th shows, because they all have good moments, and they all are so fun to listen to. And with the 79 show being Dick's Picks 5, it's very easy and very accessible to listen, uh, however you consume your music. That wraps up this end-of-year extravaganza for us, and and that will put a bow on, on 2023. The plan for us, we're going to take a take the month of January to kind of reset and, and focus on our new careers. And so we will be back to talk about the four CD, two show release of D- Dave's Picks Volume 49. So we won't be back in January. Those usually ship at the end of January. And so... Look for us in the beginning of February. So enjoy the start to your new year. From Working Man's Pod to you, Happy New Year. I hope 2024 gets off to a good start, gets off right. And until next time, we bid you good night. That's it, that's it. You got it.